This is CX of M Radio, the voice of customer experience professionals. Welcome to another episode of Press One for Nick. Your host, Nick Limsdahl, is the Director of Contact Center Solutions at VDS. Through conversations with customer service and customer experience leaders, Nick and his guests exchange insightful stories, best practices, and invaluable lessons they have learned along the way. I am honored today to have Christine Cravens. Christine is a user experience manager at Kroger and the Cincinnati lead of IXDA. Welcome to the podcast, Christine. Thanks, Nick. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, it's my pleasure. So uh, before we get started, tell us a little bit about uh, what you're doing as the lead of IXDA in Cincinnati. So this is our 10th year for IXDA Cincinnati. We are part of the global organization, the Interaction Design Association, and we stood up the, the local chapter in order to help um, build the user experience community in Cincinnati. It was uh, pretty small at the time, and it's, it's been amazing over the years just to see how the user experience community has uh, grown. And um, I think there's a lot of really strong like meetups oriented around uh, UX in, in Cincinnati now. And um, our goal is just to continue to help like cultivate the local community and, and connect people uh, and also learn more about like what each other is doing, processes, techniques, um, best practices, and and help um, provide a way for people to to network with each other in the region. Yeah, that's great. So, how big is your guys' group today? We have we are on Meetup and LinkedIn. We have a community there, and then we also have a following on Eventbrite. We have about. 300 to 400 followers in each of those communities. There's, mm. there's definitely some overlap. Uh, we usually have about uh, 40 to 50 attendees per month, which can vary just based on on the topic um, and speaker and other factors. And um, we we have a pretty like regular uh, following as well, which which has been fun to see. Yeah, it's uh, you know kudos to you because it is not easy to to get that consistent 56 people to show up even quarterly, let alone monthly. So uh, I know that takes a lot of work. So, um, you know, congrats on that side. Thank you. Um, you know, going all the way back, how did you get started in user experience? I've been in user experience a little over 20 years now. And the digital landscape was, was pretty emerging when I first got into it. And I was really attracted to like how um, quickly things, things change with just uh, the development of, of technology. And I just found that um, a lot of the, the background and training I had had, um, I actually started magazine journalism and learned about a lot about uh, research and um, understanding like audiences and um, information design and architecture. And I felt like it was a, a national transition over to the user experience field. Um, I was fortunate to have some really great mentors in um, human factors early on that, that taught me a lot about user experience. And um, it's been really fun being a part of uh, the industry. Like there, there weren't a lot of standards or best practices when I first got into it. And it was um, fun being along the ride, along for the ride as things um, developed. 
and um it's it's fun to look back and see like how a lot of like the fundamentals of what user experience was in the beginning is is still there in many ways and then also just how like with emerging um technologies um how how things have changed rapidly at the same time um so it, it's been really fun i've really enjoyed my career over the years yeah no it's and, and as user experiences are um, and, and best practices are constantly shifting, so are the customer's exp experiences and expectations. So at the speed of that change, um, how do you make sure that you have the right framework to stay nimble? So um, at Kroger, I feel like we have really um, worked to understand the, the customer through a lot of different data points. Uh, so we have a strong voice of the customer program that allows us to get um, real-time uh, feedback from um, customers, whether it's like through our app or website or some of our, our key interactions um, with them. And um, we also have other uh, data points uh, through like uh, data science and our digital analytics and just our ongoing user research studies. Um, so that's been uh, really helpful just to make sure like we have all the right um, like qualitative and quantitative um, points it to be able to continue to learn um, from the, the customer. And um, I think that there's been a lot of attention to the, those different data points from our, our teams, which has helped us to succeed as well. Hmm. Yeah, that's, it's really interesting. You know, did the framework change though, uh, when all the employees um, had to uh, uh, all of a sudden get shifted to working from home? Yeah, that's a great question. So I, I feel like it was really important that we had that framework in place and it was like part of our DNA um, because when we went to work from home um, as the pandemic was emerging, we, um, we weren't there like to collaborate in person anymore. Uh, we had to rely on technology that was allowing us to um, collaborate and I was just amazed how we didn't miss a beat uh, when we shifted to uh, working from home. And I believe like really what helped that happen was just a strong dedication to helping our customers uh, through this time. Uh, we were seeing like an increased demand for our services. And um, I think everybody just stepped up um, to, to meet that challenge. Um, and so from like our executive level with our CEO, our CIO, uh, just to the individual contributors, um, everybody was was putting an extra time, staying focused and driven, and um, really uh, kept a close ear to just understanding our customers because their needs were very rapidly changing during that time. And so um, we needed to be able to work fast in order to um, respond to, to their needs. Yeah, it, it is so important in um, this transition over the last few months to actually uh, pivot in the moment to kind of understand what the customer's expectations are today, not what they were even uh, 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 two months ago or a month ago, um, and then finding ways to meet those expectations. So, you know, when it comes to meeting expectations um, and, and focusing on what you do versus, um, you know, even in the customer service contact center space, um, how are you interacting with them to to making sure that you know they were meeting with customers' expectations? Um, 
So we've had open communication with our customer call center to understand the reasons and the main drivers for why people were calling us. Um, and so we would continue to adapt our experiences to, to better serve the needs. So just understanding like what some of those themes were and what people um, may have been struggling with. And what we found was um, a lot, like we had a lot of um, increase in demand for our e-commerce services because people wanted to, to stay home as an mm -hmm. example. And we found that we had a lot of people that were new to uh, using like our pickup and delivery services, uh, where before like our audience I'd say is probably more like um, tech savvy. We were, we were attracting people that may have not used um, technology in that way before. So um, as an example, like we really work to update like our messaging and, and the experience to really help um, better cater to people that would where that experience would be newer to them, helping to explain um, like the process of what to expect um, once like they place their order and, and get how they got their groceries. Um, so we continue to find ways like that, um, talking really closely with the call center and getting their feedback of how we could like rapidly um make updates to the experience yeah no that's that's great great information you know from um you mentioned that the cio and and c-suite ceo etc were so focused on being customer focused um from a digital strategy perspective how is kroger uh, focusing on being customer centric so we've always been very data-driven um, company, and, and I think it's it's just ingrained into our DNA that we really want to um, learn from our customers and how we can um, really focus on them and, and serve their needs with um, driven by data. And so in our team um, within digital, we regularly conduct research um, just to make sure when we approach um, a problem that we're understanding, like what are the really the needs of our customers? And uh, we work to understand like what data and research we already have and then augmenting that for um, what, what solution we're, we're gonna be working on. So uh, we use techniques to go beyond like what people tell us that we can observe them and really understand more about um, their behavior. And then also, um, we work to wait, may find ways to help our customers um, just open up to us more and tell us more about what they're thinking and feeling. And so we use research activities that just help them be more comfortable uh, sharing their needs with us. And we've also empowered our product designers. So uh, they are testing solutions with customers iteratively so we can get feedback while they're being designed. Uh, which is a quicker um, and easier stage to make changes than when it gets in market. But once it's launched in market, we also make sure that we continue to um, measure and optimize and, and ensure that we're serving the needs of our customers. Uh, it, it's, it's interesting of when you, when you provide um, a survey to the customer and um, they say something, but they act a different way. Uh, it's important like, to kind of see what they're doing versus what they're saying and then mm -hmm. make, a, make a decision from that. Um, a lot of people kind of just take the, the survey and say, hey, this is what truth is, and they implement it. And customers are like, well, I didn't, I didn't actually want that. <laughs> and you're like, well, yes. okay. Uh, that's that's uh, something that you kind of need to pay attention to. Um, you know, when it comes to um, continuing to meet customers' expectations, how is Kroger paying attention to maybe uh, emerging technologies and, and 
um, you know, to continue to drive that experience. Kroger has been committed to emerging technologies and continuing just evaluate and experiment with them with mm -hmm. a lens of just how, how can they really provide value to our customers, uh, potentially like de delighting them in new ways. And then also how can we help improve to operate as a business with emerging technologies? And a lot of times um, when we uh, use a new technology, we'll try it out in a smaller market so we can like learn with real customers and iterate on the solution. Sometimes um, those customers may, we may start with like a, employees first. Um, so we um, can have like kind of like a safer audience um, if it's something like that's completely new. So we're not disrupting um, any of our customers. And then as, as we learn with, with a group of employees um, putting their, their customer hat on, then we will uh, roll that out to um, real customers and in, in like small increments and continue to iterate on the solution. So it can be refined um, before we offer it to like a larger uh, customer base. Yeah, no, that sounds, like sounds like a great plan. Is there any specific talk, uh, technologies that you can potentially talk about without sharing the secret sauce? Sure. So our scan bag go functionality uh, has been in market for a little while and we've enabled customers to scan items while they're shopping and they've been able to use either like a mobile app on their phone or we also have um, in some stores we have store provided devices that they can use for scan bag go. And as they're shopping, it suggests uh, coupons for items um, that they have scanned so they can make sure that they, they get the most savings. And it also tallies their running total, which we found in research that really um, is a delight for our price sensitive shoppers because they like to know exactly what they're spending before they um, actually have to um, get to the checkout lane. Um, and so the new pay functionality in ScanBank Go is also being tested in some markets right now. And, and that was in response to uh, avoiding checkout lanes and having to um, touch things during, during the checkout process. So mm -hmm. we're, we're testing the ability to be able to um, pay for your, your completely scanned order um, in the mobile app without going to checkout. Yeah. And, and maybe even the people who are introverts or are just having a bad day and don't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> it yeah. provides an ability to just scan stuff and, and, and boogie out the door with, uh, without the interaction. But, um, you know, between uh, what you guys are doing with, with pickups, uh, we've been, um, my family's been using um, ClickList for, for a while now, even prior to uh, the, the craziness over the last few months. Um, and it's been a great experience. Um, and it continues to to get better. Obviously, uh, it has increased um, of uh, demand uh, with with uh, people not wanting to get outside of their vehicles. But, um, you know, from my perspective as a consumer, you guys have knocked it out of the park. So um, that's, that's great on you. That's great to hear. Thank you. Yeah. Um, you know, when it comes to uh, customer experience and being customer focused, how important is it to have leadership buy-in? I think it's integral to be truly successful. Um, leadership definitely needs to be bought in. Like I've even heard um, a lot of times um, on how to build out a user experience team, you need to have an executive sponsor. Um, but having all of leadership bought in just, just makes it so much easier um, to be able to move fast and, and get things done. And at Kroger, I've just been continuously impressed that 
especially during the pandemic, how much our leadership has shown that they care about our customers and especially people that are most at risk during the pandemic. And it's also been um, great to see, like they've really empowered our product teams so um, we can make decisions and respond quickly to um, the customer needs. Like we have a, a strong vision set to be um, customer focused. And I think that has allowed um, us to like move, move quickly and, and make decisions um, to get a lot of work, work done in a small amount of time. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's uh, from my perspective, it's, it's vitally important too. But, um, you know, back to your question, what happens if, if leadership doesn't have that vision and strategy of, of being customer focused and they're, they're kind of running, uh, uh, um, you know, having their horse goggles on and they're saying, hey, this is what's really important to me and they're not measured or focused on what their customers uh, experience is. Yeah, I, th I think if, if a company isn't um, customer centric, it eventually catches up with a company, um, even with like a strong business model or like a unique um, offering. Um, if you don't think of the customers first and allow that to like drive, um, it's going to be hard to, to continue to get loyalty and, and continue to grow a business and um, not really because other companies can come out and offer a similar service. And um, unless you really have that loyalty and, and show you care about customers, I think customers are rightfully demanding um, that, that their needs be served. And I think it's, it's apparent to tell companies that um, practice that customer centricity um, versus ones that don't. Um, and without having that strong vision in place, it's hard to um, consistently have that um, appear like in every touch point with, with a company. And that's what customer experience is about is like looking holistically at all those touch points that your customer has with you and, and um, delivering on a great customer experience. Yeah, well said. You know, so I, I wrap up um, every podcast with two questions and to all my guests. And the first question is, is what book or person has influenced you the most in the past year? And the second question is, if you could leave a note to all the customer service and all of the customer experience professionals, what would it say? So a person that's inspired me in this past year has been Jody Kalmbach, who is our group VP of product experience at Kroger Technology and Digital. She has demonstrated all the qualities that I admire and I believe are important in a strong leader. She's um, had a strong vision. Uh, she's demonstrated customer centricity. She has strong industry and business expertise. Um, she's very transparent in her communications. And uh, she trusts the people in her organization to, to be leaders every day. Um, and she shows that trust by um, empowering um, people in her organization. And so that's been really inspiring for me to, to be under strong leadership and be able to see those, those qualities consistently. Um, and then a note I would leave for customer service and customer experience professionals is I think it's important to make sure that the right metrics are in place to ensure that we're measuring success mm. based on customer experience. And so I've seen um, companies where um, customer experience isn't taken into account when looking at those metrics success and employees are going to focus on those because that's what they're being measured by. Yeah. So as an example, if um, a customer service organization is measured by customer satisfa satisfaction metrics rather than like total call time. Um, so if like a call center is getting pressure to keep their call time down 
and they're not being measured based on like the, the satisfaction of the customers who are calling in, then that is going to be hard to like really service the customers. And those are key moments. Like when someone is calling in because they have an issue, um, if you can turn a negative experience into a delightful one, that's how you can turn a customer into an advocate and you have that opportunity to like really uh, grow their loyalty. And so, um, looking at metrics and just making sure that they're customer driven or have a component in them that help drive that customer experience. Um, Cause that's what employees will focus on. Yeah. Yeah. You, you focus on and improve what you're measured on. It's um, it's so important, even in the customer service space with where even uh, gamification is coming into play and, and people are saying, Oh, I, I need to uh, reduce my average handle time. But uh, if you don't, align it with customer satisfaction score or a net promoter score or whatever that, you know, your effort, um, you know, to make sure that it's still what's best for the customer, not they're, they're going to game that system to do what's best for their, for the bottom line or for what they're measured on. Yeah. So um, thank you so much. You know, what's the best way for um, our listeners to connect with you? Can they maybe via LinkedIn? Yes, I'm on LinkedIn on Chris Cravens. It's C-R-I-S-C-R-A-V-E-N-S. And I'm also on Twitter on Chris Cravens. All right. Hey, uh, Christine, thank you so much uh, for joining uh, Press One for Nick. I, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks again for having me today. Thank you for listening to this episode of Press One for Nick. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and share. Until next time, focus on your customers. Thanks for joining us for this session of CX of M Radio. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit cxofm.org for more resources.